Hi, this is Preston Bailey, and you're listening to the Wedding Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. This episode of Here Come the Moms is brought to you by the Association of Wedding Gown Specialists. Very special care for your very special gown. They specialize in wedding gown cleaning, wedding gown preservation, and wedding gown restoration. The members of the Association of Wedding Gown Specialists are certified to ensure that your gown will be cleaned according to established museum care standards and preserved in archival quality storage materials. Having a destination wedding, the specialist will press and protect your gown so that it travels safely. If you need services before the wedding day, the members offer cleaning, pressing, and alterations. Some even offer free pickup and delivery on your wedding day. Don't trust your special gown to any dry cleaner. The wedding gown specialists clean and preserve your gown the right way. They are recommended by the Association of Bridal Consultants and more than 70 gown designers. Call 800-501-5005 for a free consultation or visit their website, WeddingGownSpecialist.com, to find a specialist near you. And please come to WeddingPodcastNetwork.com. Check out our Marketplace page so you can listen to an infocast all about the Association of Wedding Gown Specialists. I'm Holly Ehrlich. And I'm Sharon Naylor. And today's show is all about real-life moms and brides working well together. And the mom and bride that we have coming on shortly definitely worked well together. They're the gold standard of how a mom and a bride should work together. And this was the mother of the groom and the bride. And there really are, you know stereotypes out there, Sharon, right. you know, about the mother of the groom and mother-in-laws. I mean, they have a bad name off the bat. You right. Know? And there's a comedic version with Everybody Loves Raymond where it, you, you love to laugh at that. But it is a challenge for moms and brides to figure out how to work well together. So this show is all about the, the secrets to success of a couple of women who got it right. Joining in with us is Bridget, the bride, and Randy, her mother-in-law. Randy, we'd love to hear your your advice about the kind of mindset you had in the very beginning of the wedding plans. A lot of mothers of the groom are concerned about how involved they're allowed to be. So how did you approach Bridget to let her know um, that you were really willing to do so much for the wedding? What was the best way that you approached her? Well, firstly, I have two sons, no daughters, so it's always been a dream to have one. Second of all, when they did get engaged, and I saw them together interacting for the first time as an engaged couple. It hit me how right they were for each other, how much he loved her, and she loved him. And she was in my heart basically from that point on. She was my daughter. Well... She kind of sets the tone. The bride always sets the tone. Um, I told her I'm at her disposal, whatever I can do. I love hands-on, and if I'm outstepping my bounds, I told her point blank, just tell me, you know, back off, because I can take it. But I'd rather lay out some groundwork and know how we each feel, other than they love each other, the bride and groom, but I wanted her not to look at me as the stereotypical mother-in-law with the complaints and 
in your face and defending the son all the time. Um, I'm not that type, and I think mothers of the groom have to work a little harder to break the stereotype. I think you made a really great point there in terms of letting her know in the very beginning that, that it's okay for her to say no to you. Right. It's fine with me. Because otherwise, I don't know how she feels, and I'd rather her not appease me and be a yes girl and then harbor resentment. Oh, that's a great point, because that makes sure that she's in a good place and she doesn't have to right. worry about whether what she can say to you. And Bridget, right. how involved did you want Randy to be? Um, I wanted her to be involved even more than she was. Um, you know, my mother and her are very different but very similar at the same time. They both love their children the most. You know, that's the, their children are the most important things in their lives, and but they're very different. So my mother's very hands-off when it came to planning this event and, you know, you know, how much to spend on things, like a dress. Randy, on the other hand, was very involved, and she had a lot of enthusiasm, and she always wanted to do everything. So it was kind of nice to have somebody else to go to when my mom wasn't into it. So, um, you know, it was just it was a great experience. I never thought that she overstepped her bounds. Uh, most of the time, she would be the first person I call um, for advice or to say, what do you think? I should do about this. You know, obviously my mom was involved and they're very close, which made the whole process so much easier that they got along so well. I can't even tell you how lucky I am. I listened to my friends. I was the last one of, um, you know, when our group of friends to get married and I listened to their horror stories about their mother-in-laws and I was, uh, I never really was even afraid, quite frankly, because I was close with Randy going into the wedding. I was lucky after I knew that Matt, you know, Matt and I were going to get to that point. Um, you know, I let Randy into my life that way. I mean, we had each other's cell phones and whatnot. So when the wedding came around, you know, she started giving me those magazines, the bridal magazines. She went out and bought all of them. And I think that's actually when she, you know, kind of just showed me that she was into it uh, when she started doing those little things and trying to make the whole process. Files. Her files. She had the Bridget Ann I had files. files. Yes. It was it was amazing, you know, it just clicked. And I think that the most important thing is that, um, you know, it was she knew what to do and uh, we communicated. And I think that if people have problems, I think it's because they don't communicate and they let things build up. But that Okay, well, talking about, well, you know what? Both of you are so lucky, but I have to ask you something. You're talking about your files and you're talking about your bridal magazines. So we know these magazines and files were probably filled of looks for the wedding, for the bride's dresses and the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom. So let me ask you, Bridget, first, what was your vision, okay, for you and and when you went shopping, like who you wanted to go with you and also your vision for your mother and for Randy's dress? Okay. Um, I, when I was little growing up, my grandmother was another mother to me, so it was critical that she was there. Um, so she flew in from California. She's, she just turned 90, and oh, I knew I wanted nice. her. I didn't know how long I would have her here, and I wanted her involved as much as possible, so I was blessed that she was able to come in. Um, and just because I was so close with Randy, it was very important that she was there because, like she mentioned, she doesn't have a daughter. I know that. Her other son lives far away, and I don't know how involved she'll be with the planning of his wedding whenever that comes. 
so it was very important to me that she was there also. And I wanted my mom there. Stepmother's not involved. I didn't want them anywhere you know, near that situation. I thought it was a private moment, and I wanted, um, I mean, these are the three most important women in my life. So oh, it was so very nice. important that they were there. Now, the only thing that did change on the day of the event was when we went shopping for my dresses, I had this vision of being this, you know, princess with a big ball gown and, you know, I knew I didn't want anything sparkly, but when we were going through the dresses, you know, Randy, you know, stepped up to the plate as usual. My mother doesn't know anything about fashion and she was pulling things off the rack and some of them I hated, but they made me try it on anyway, which I'm glad because the dress I hated the most that was pulled was the one I ended up uh, buying. And I bought it at a place called Bridal Couture in Manhasset, um, right on Northern Boulevard. Oh, Randy, do you remember the name? It was a Greek designer. You know that I have Man a mental name. Eugenia. I think Eugenia. it was called Eugenia. Yes. Um, oh, my God, they were sitting, all three of them, you know, Randy went in the back with me and clipped me up, um, and she didn't say anything at that point. And then she went outside. She sat next to my mom and my grandmother. Three of them, I turned around after looking in the mirror because they put a veil on me. And I turn around, the three of them are holding hands. My grandmother's crying, my mother's crying, Randy's crying. And, you know, I was, they were like, this is it, you know. And Randy goes, oh, you oh, we didn't say so. up as a present for my son. You know, you're the present. What did you say? I was, it was like an aura around her. When she was in that dress, she turns around, and I was so overwhelmed with emotion. I said, this is, I look at her as the best gift that anyone could give my son and she was all gift wrapped and ready to go <laughs> and it really was a special moment that I, I, I'll i never forget I'm sure Bridget will never forget yeah. but we were holding hands first day fourth dress <laughs> Oh, we may, yeah. May I add? May I add that I we wanted to make sure she was sure, even though the three of us knew this was her dress. So we went down the block to another place called the Wedding Salon, and we made her try on some things there, just so she could rule out, you know, say the Vera Wang or the other dresses that this salon didn't offer. And then, of course, we went back, and she got the dress that we all knew was for her. No, you know what? Um, I knew I wanted to stick with this brown theme, chocolate brown. Um, I'm sure I went during a period, everybody was into chocolate brown. So I wanted, I didn't want her wearing red or something that clashed completely as far as my mother was concerned. I thought we, she was originally trying to find like a bronzy type colored dress, but unfortunately that didn't work out. But she ended up with a, a lilac with a bronze undertones. It was a beautiful, uh, beautiful dress. Overlays. Overlay, yeah, and it was important for me, for my mom, to feel special because, out of, you know, we come from two divorced families, and every all four parents, all three parents are, 
you know, either married or in seriously committed relationships, and my mother was alone. So it was important for me, for my mom, to feel special also at the wedding. And um, I think, you know, Randy helped her uh, make beautiful things to put in her hair. And, I mean, it was just a group effort, and she was, um, she felt great. I think my mom had a great time. And Randy, I just wanted her to shine, you know, too. Um, I went to Kleinfeld's. Um, with one of my dearest friends, a shout-out to Helene Williams, um, because she would tell me, point blank, this is, this is you or this is not you. And she happened to have scattered this dress. It's from Israel, um, and it was a strapless, iridescent, chocolate brown, um, corset back, and some tool underneath. It was just very easy to wear. You you should be in a dress, mothers of grooms, that you're comfortable in because it's a long day and you don't want to have to be thinking about your dress hurting. So I would try and dance in it, jump around in it, sit, stand, do all of the above when you are looking for that dress. And I, I did it. I... I also believe it's very important for mothers of grooms to back off somewhat in your mind and and physically for the mother of the bride. Because, sure, there's, without the groom, there is no bride, but still there is a little stigma, and I'm very conscious of my place, and I definitely wanted her mother... To be that figure, I really, I really wanted her to feel that special feeling. That's a great point, Randy. I, and and you know you hear horror stories of how they, you know, horrible things they do at weddings when it their children are uniting, the family should unite. And at that point, you know, there is protocol involved. Um, and some stigmas, and you work with them, not against them. But I happen to love my Bridget's mom. We're very close. We speak often, and we both love our kids, and we're happy that they're happy. That's that's the bottom line. Well, you're going to have a lot of years together, so that only makes it that much better. Were there any challenges that you that you know the two of you faced with each other? I mean, between Randy and I. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they were challenges. I think the only things that have come to mind um, was the invitation list was growing and growing. And with four different families, we were kind of concerned with Matt's grandparents. Um, right. But that wasn't between Randy and I. She was kind of the person who had to solve that problem. Um, but, I mean, that was associated with her family. Um, you, like, I don't, you like to keep as little stress for the bride as possible because it's stressful under great circumstances. So why add to it? Um, you you got to try and deplete it from the bride. That should be the focus, keeping her calm, keeping her happy. Okay, I have one last question for both of you. What is the best advice that you could give for brides and how to best get along with future in-laws? Um, who's first? Either one of you. I would you say the most important thing as a daughter-in-law 
is to keep in mind that this is your future husband's mother. And, you know, you have to understand that they love their son um, a lot. And you just can't assume that all of a sudden you're the most important person in your son's life. I mean, this woman's been around for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years without you. And all of a sudden you're there and you need to learn to share. And I think that's the biggest problem that some of my friends have with their mother-in-laws. They just think that, you know, mother-in-law should take the back seat. And I don't see that. Family is very important. And you need to realize that um, at the end of the day, they're always going to be around. And you don't want a problem within a family. I mean, if you have a, a real horrible mother-in-law that's really be, you know, being a pain in the you-know-what and really butting into your business all the time, well, that's one thing. But if they're just making suggestions or trying to do the right thing, just say they're, doing, they're trying to do the right thing. And I, I don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Um, it's, it's almost ridiculous how much, you know, girls my age, especially and in my situation, nitpick at every little thing. It's not worth it. Yeah. You have to choose your battles and choose and, your battle. Exactly. Pick right. your battle. So Randy, I, I want your best advice for, for all, for all mothers of grooms out there. It's like any other venture. Um, I think you should lay your cards on the table. Um, there are those who are from the school, take a back seat, just shut your mouth and let it go. But I'm not that kind of person, and Bridget knows that. And I told her, um, if you have to put a cap on my enthusiasm, if you have to put a cap on my mouth, please do. Because in the long run, you're making us closer by telling me how you feel. And as Bridget said, communication is essential going into it from engagement on. And I think if my son is being a pain in the you-know-what to my daughter-in-law, I'm the first one, and she'll tell you this. I'll I'll call him on it and ask him what his problem is rather than be the stereotypical mother-in-law not my son, you know, he's perfect. Um, and I believe a lot of what she says more so than I believe a lot of things he says. Not that he's lying, but we have that rapport where we can um, bypass a lot of things and get right to it. I speak to Bridget Ann much more during the week than I speak to my son, who's in financial and he's busy all the time. So I'd rather speak to her and she could say, I'm busy. And I'd say, fine. And I know I'm not annoying her, but you got to lay it out going into it. What kind of mother-in-law you want to be? And the daughter-in-law hopefully is perceptive enough to see the kind of person you are. And it's genuine. And bottom line is that these two found each other. What are the odds that they're so in love with, over a year now, and they're still so in love and bonding on other levels. So it's all good. As Bridget says, it's all good. Well, thank you, both of you, so much. You you have inspired me and Sharon, and I'm sure all of our listeners, and it is achievable. It is achievable. And you, you, are, you are role models for 
for brides and grooms and families out there. So thank you so much for participating and being part of Here Come the Moms today. What great advice and what a great example of a mother-daughter, a, a new definition of a mother-daughter relationship because it really isn't about being an in-law in their case. Wouldn't you agree, right, Sharon? Right, They are so close. They called themselves soul sisters. Yeah, and it's about family and communication, and that is really what came out through and through, and including, being included as part of the whole process. You know, that part of my favorite part is, and I got very emotional, as you, as, as you saw, is when they talked about just the grandmother and, the, and Bridget's mom and her future mother-in-law and just seeing her in that gown and, 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 and the right people being there and having that experience. And, and, and Ramsey's attitude, I think, is exceptional because if more parents offered their love and wisdom and encouragement then everyone would really get along that much better. Right. The mothers play a big key in the mindset of what makes a successful planning team between mother and daughter. And you're setting the foundation for your future relationship and the foundation of the marriage. So it's very important for moms and brides to do everything they can to get along, listen to these two women, learn what you can, and put it into practice in your life. And respect each other. Right. And, and they really got along like the best mother-daughter-in-law team that I think, you know, I've ever heard about. So, you know, I'm in admiration, and I think that it is definitely attainable because that's what Ramsey said and Bridget said, and they've they've got the right attitude. Absolutely. So you should all think about that and, and approach it with that kind of um, love. This episode of Here Come the Moms has been brought to you by the Association of Wedding Gown Specialists. Very special care for your very special gown. Don't trust your special gown to just any dry cleaner. The Wedding Gown Specialists clean and preserve your gown the right way. Call 800-501-5005 for a free consultation or visit their website, WeddingGownSpecialists.com, to find a specialist near you. And please come to WeddingPodcastNetwork.com. Check out the Marketplace page so you can listen to a special infocast all about the Association of Wedding Gown Specialists. If anyone is interested in being on this Real Moms and Brides series, please feel free to email us at feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at the WPN.com. Or call us on our listener hotline, 800-882-1259. We welcome your ideas, suggestions, comments. We welcome you to be guests on the show we would love for you to listen to the other programs that we already have on here come the moms because the advice and tips and ideas are invaluable throughout your whole life for many many years this is you're going to be you know a mom and a bride i'm holly ehrlich and i'm sharon naylor and thank you for listening